1: She's the author of Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com.
0: So Mari, what's your show about today?
1: Well, Lloyd, today our show is about how optimal health is so important to reduce stress and to reduce conflict in our lives. And so we are inviting on a wonderful guest who wrote this book that I've just been reading. It's called Is Your Lifetime... Is Your Lifestyle Killing You? The Eight Simple Steps for Lasting Weight Loss and Optimal Health by Dr. Karen Wolf. And we just love Karen. She has a fabulous practice, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Karen Wolf is an Australian physician, entrepreneur, healthy lifestyle coach, author, and international speaker. Karen was born in beautiful Sydney, Australia, one of my very favorite places. And she graduated from Sydney University with a Bachelor of Medicine and a Bachelor of Surgery. And she completed a master's degree in psychology from National University in California. And she is a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And she knows that wellness is so important to everything that we do. She's the author of seven books, which include Is Your Lifestyle Killing You? Another one, From Stress to Strength. Another one, Medi- Med- uh, Medicine from the Inside Out. And Create Your Body, Create the Body Your Soul Desires. And she's an international speaker on stress management, which obviously leads to conflict. If you're not in, you know, dealing with your stress management, wellness and nutrition. And she's been a speaker for high profile g- groups internationally. And you can find out more about her at our website at conflicthealing.com where you're going to see her beautiful face and a copy of the JPEG of the book. And we connect to her URL and we also have her bio there. And you can also go to Dr. That's Dr. Karen with a K, Wolf, with an E at the end, .org, org, and also WellProInternational.com, which is her company. So thank you, Karen, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Mary. It's
0: great to be with you.
1: Well, I know you're doing fabulous work, and I've heard you speak, and I've really uh, been so impressed with all the great work you're doing. So, Let's talk about what you're most excited about in your work today. Yeah,
0: I what I'm probably most excited about is teaching people how to create health because I came from a medical background, as you as you read, I went to medical school and I was a GP down under and treating disease all the time. And I've shifted my focus now. So what I'd like to do is teach people how to create health. So when you create health, you are really working with your most valuable asset. And you think about it, our health, because without health, we can't do all those other amazing things in our life. And, and I can't do it myself, so I'm creating this movement. And you remember that book, The Tipping Points, yes. where if there's enough of us having this conversation about health and wellness, then it will become the conversation. So I teach other people to basically do what I do as well.
1: Yes. And I know that when people aren't feeling well, they get grumpy and that conflict arises. And if people are overweight, they're not feeling well about themselves, then again, they're going to do, get into blame and all sorts of conflicts. So let's talk about how your work can really help with conflict management.
0: Oh, yes. And you're so right. Uh, conflicts, uh, requires so much of us mentally and physically, when you think about it. Conflict, that word, uh, does call on us to be in a, in a high-stress environment, let's face it. So yes. what we want to do is, is be as prepared. It's kind of like putting the best fuel in your car so that you get the best output. So if we want to manage conflict as well as possible, we need to manage our mind, body, and spirit maximally. So with that, we need to focus on many aspects of our wellness. And I usually start with food because food is a drug and we can shift our neurochemistry very quickly if we use the right foods. And most people don't tie these two things together, that the food we eat actually changes the neurochemistry of our body, which affects how well we perform in our life in every way. So... On the food level, get rid of the white things. So the white things, except cauliflower, that's a white thing. But that's a good <laughs> thing. So the white things are like bread and rice and pasta. These are all high glycemic foods that spike up our blood sugar and completely can create us to be not very focused mentally. It can lead to depression of our mood. It interferes with our sleep. We tend to not ask for help because we feel very scattered. So I could go on and on, but what we want to do, I'm sure, in this short time together is to get people to wake up and realize that the food they're eating has everything to do with how you feel emotionally and physically. And that's just food. If you look at all of my eight areas that I cover, how we exercise. Exercise helps our blood flow, which it helps our to concentrate affects our mood how much we sleep sleep deprivation if you're sleep deprived you're not going to manage conflict very well right yeah so there's many areas of wellness and i have eight main areas that i like to share with people you just start in one place but it's so important
1: no, I love no this book because you kind of go through this and make it so simple. So why don't we, you know, as we're talking about conflict and all, you know, we have to have body, mind, and spirit in balance, right? And if we're out of balance, then we're, we get annoyed more easily, we get irritated more easily, we can't respond to other people in a positive way. So let's kind of go through the, the eight areas that are in your book, okay?
0: Sure. Right. Uh, let's start with food. Okay. I really, yeah, food is the place I, I start with because we all are eating all the time. So there's some really basic principles. If You want to manage conflict well. You've got to eat every couple of hours. The biggest mistake people make is they stop eating, and especially under stress. Conflict creates more stress in your life, and many people stop eating. They either stop eating under stress, or they have that classic stress response that they're eating all the high glycemic foods because they're kind of comfort food. So being able to manage your food so that you have protein with every meal and good, healthy, what I call slow carbs, vegetables and salad, and eating every couple of hours, that one thing will really help with your ability to focus and to manage conflict.
1: You know, Karen, that's so important. And I I finally got that, Um, you know, because I could go into mediation when everybody's in conflict, and I'm trying to mediate to help them resolve the conflict. I used to have cookies. And then I realized that, yeah, that, you know, the smell of cookies was kind of nice, because it kind of was, like you said, comfort food. But then I realized coffee and cookies, Wasn't really the best thing for them or me because I was eating it too. So then I started getting, I started buying a little, the little bags from Trader Joe's of almonds or the little, um, you know, the different snack little packages. And I started having those instead and little protein bars that were tasty. And Mm -hmm. that's what I have in my mediation now because if we're going two or three hours and people are going to get hungry, they're going to get really irritated. So like, I always so have. You're right that. about
0: the nuts. Nuts have those great omega 3 fatty acids, and which is really good for your brain. Yeah. And it gives you that stable blood sugar. The thing with the cookies is the crash and burn. Like you might get yes. a, a bit of a hit from the sugar in the first place, but give yourself half an hour later, you'll get the crash and burn, and you won't be able to think clearly.
1: Yes, and then as I was reading your book, I said, oh, thank goodness, I'm doing the right thing here, (laughs) and Uh I realized, but I always have snacks there. First of all, there is some kind of psychological thing about breaking bread together, but it's not bread, but just eating together is, um, you know, kind of a bonding thing, and then to have healthy food to give somebody some energy after they've been sitting there for a couple hours, I mean, we could go four hours to try and settle a dispute at well, least if I've got yeah. something there they can go to the bathroom they can come back they can open up the, the protein bar or something and um, I always have that I always have the snack sitting there that
0: is great and it's convenient you also have to have them to be convenient like you said open up a little bar uh, yes. rather than think that you've got to prepare ahead of time with perishable things yeah so, yeah. That's no.
1: great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something I did learn. And then I felt good when I read your book that I was doing the right thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was, so we've been talking about food. And, okay. So what I learned nothing that's white except cauliflower, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've learned that you have to eat every few hours and have it healthy.
0: Yes. yes. And I always eat breakfast. There's a lot of people that don't like to have breakfast because they're not hungry. But if you don't break your fast, then your body will go into starvation mode. So even if it's a shake, a convenient shake that has protein and good carbohydrates,
1: yes, make
0: sure you have breakfast within one hour of rising.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know where you get your energy to to get into work, and then you get stressed out, and then you're hungry. And then, of course, I know when Lloyd, when he's hungry, oh, my gosh, he turns into a bear. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Scary stuff. Okay. You just see the man. <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit about food. What's the
0: next one? Okay, so then there's this thing called physical activity. Which I use <laughs> I don't tend to say exercise because people think, Oh no, I don't like to exercise, but our bodies are meant to move and and there are many benefits of moving and it's not just about weight issues. A lot of people think it's just about that. But when you move your body, your blood flows better, which means you can think better. So anytime we're getting our blood flow going, our brain works better, and so does our heart, of course. But also it boosts your immune system. So remember, again, when people are under conflict, stress depresses the immune system. So what we want to do is everything possible. Boost that immune system as much as possible and exercise will do that.
1: And and doesn't it kind of push your endorphins out too, so that you Yes,
0: well it a boosts little... your serotonin and those great neurotransmitters so that we can think clearer, we have a better mood, more positive outlook. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, the, you know, I know when people are depressed, the doctors always say, go out and walk, do something, get out mm-hmm. of the house, get your body moving. So, that and I mean, I know for myself when I just go walk the dog and then I'm ready to go to work, I feel better myself just doing mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And it's uh, good so for our weight. helps
0: if you have sunshine, but if you're up in those northern states, yeah, you need to get those full spectrum light bulbs to make sure you do get that light effect. Because that also helps your endorphins.
1: Yeah, so that's why it's good when we live in California or when you came from Sydney. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: You had to move to
1: a place. Right, (laughs) lots of sunshine, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's the third one?
0: Well, the third one is one people don't put much focus on, and to be honest, that's because most doctors don't know much about it, and that's sleep. Yes. So, and you know, in our busy lives, most people try and cut down on sleep because then they can do more. But in fact... Sleep has a major role to play in our lives for restoration of those neurotransmitters we're talking about, for regeneration, and for processing a lot of the stress of the day. So, especially if you're under conflict, you need to get seven to eight hours sleep a night and good quality sleep.
1: Yeah. Which
0: uninterrupted if possible. And so, there's a whole lot of techniques that you can employ to help with that sleep quality. And I spend quite a lot of time in my book talking about that because I just think people don't put much focus on that.
1: I know that I have um, a lot of people who have a lot of trouble sleeping. Like my paralegal is so terrible. She, she really has a challenge with it. And so I was actually reading to her all the things that she should be doing, giving her a lecture on that today, mm-hmm. just before this, because I said, you know... Dr. Karen says you got to have a, <laughs> a calm sleep environment. Let's go over some of those because actually, believe it or not, I, I luckily, when I hit that bed, I'm out. I, it's, I'm very, very lucky and I'm so blessed to be able to just go ahead and as soon as I lay down, it's like it's like somebody hit me over the head and then I'm ready to go at 530 in the morning. So, you know, I get my probably eight hours sleep, seven and a half hours, something like that.
0: So let's go and over you're some. A, you're a morning person.
1: I'm a morning person, yeah. I, I like to go to bed the latest 10, the very latest 11, you know, except on the weekends or something if I decide I'm going to sleep in. But but basically, I love the morning. I think the morning is really wonderful to watch the sunrise. It's just, I don't know. It's just, that's that's my. That's my physiology, I guess. But um, so the thing
0: about sleep, there is a thing called sleep hygiene. So that's what I list out on all those steps is to focus on sleep as just as importantly as maybe you focus on dental hygiene. It's a it's a aspect of our life to really practice and get into certain good sleep hygiene habits.
1: Yes. Yes. So, let's talk about a few of those, because I think that's a real problem for some people. Lately, uh-huh. I've, I've run into so many people who have trouble sleeping, and, you know, taking a sleeping pill isn't the greatest, is it?
0: Well, and it's also very addictive. So, uh, melatonin is a little, uh, if you to take anything, melatonin is more natural, but I prefer people to start with the basic sleep hygiene techniques, such as turn off the TV. That That conflict between watching the TV, which tends to get worse as the day goes on, we take into our body, and then when we're sleeping, we're processing that. So turn off the TV uh, before you go to bed. Don't have a TV in the bedroom.
1: Yes, and you know, I I always feel it, and because she watches these scary movies at night. I hate Uh that. (laughs)
0: There you go?
1: No. And here we are on the campus of the University of California Oregon. So people probably, you know, they do their homework and then maybe they do video games or they do something like that before they go to bed. What do you think about that?
0: Well, it's stimulating. Anything that is stimulating, like those video games, it's like drinking caffeine before you go to bed. It's yeah. stimulating the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, which is our stress response. Yeah, And that is so going to interfere. Even if they could get to sleep because they're so doggone tired, they're going to wake up through the night because the sympathetic nervous system is triggered.
1: Yes. And something that you said that really hit me also was that you should um, avoid a heavy meal at least three hours before bedtime. So explain to uh, my audience why about that.
0: So when you have, and and again, our lifestyle often creates this habit where we're busy, busy, busy all day, and then we just have this huge meal at night. And you have to digest that meal. And di- the digestive process takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of calories just to digest it. And that's still going to happen while you sleep. So, again, it triggers that more that sympathetic nervous response when the body's in active mode. When you go to sleep... You want everything to calm down. So three hours before bedtime, ideally, if you're going to have a heavy meal, but I actually recommend the heaviest meal be at lunchtime.
1: Yes. In the
0: evening, just something really light, easy to digest.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was in Spain and even Mexico, you know, they they have a heavy meal about 2 o'clock and then a really light meal about 8 p.m., which isn't uh-huh. even the greatest anyway, because I go to sleep a ton but but at least they do similarly where they eat a very light meal um at the at the e at the end of the day, so you also
0: and talk, that's a habit you people yeah. just just start that new habit and whatever you're having for dinner now, pull the hour back, like start in baby steps either eat an hour earlier or cut in half what you're eating because you don't need that to go to bed,
1: yeah. Yeah, and sleep to me is so important. I feel like if I'm sleep deprived, I, you know, I don't have the energy or the patience with people, and I'm and I right. see that with other people. You just don't have the patience, and of course, if you don't have patience, then you're going to engage in conflict more easily as well.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. And conflict with your yourself first because. Yes. You're just feeling out of thoughts, and you just, your whole neurochemistry, which is the way I see it, is out of balance. And you just cannot, you don't have a stress shield. Sleep is like that stress shield for us that helps us stay optimistic, even when all stuff is happening on the outside.
1: Yes, yes. So let's go to the next one. What's after that?
0: Well, the next one would be stress itself. Yes. So we all have stress in our life. It's normal. It's, right. it's part of being human. But when And we all can handle different amounts. That's also so interesting before we go over the edge. So to know enough about ourselves, uh, know thyself, so that you know how much stress is still positive stress for you, and then how much is what we might call negative stress, which starts to dip into the feeling, the whole neurochemistry changing. So practicing stress management techniques, and you already mentioned one, Mari, which is walking your dog in the middle of the day yeah yeah just being out in nature without any to-do list no purposeful heart rate monitoring' <laughs> just yeah. being just being every day I call it CPR conscious powerful relaxation
1: yes and you know I deal with people who are either in a lawsuit or they're in a divorce or they're in they're about to be in a lawsuit or they're You know, they're in really something very, very difficult in their lives. So they are already under stress. So, you know, we can just imagine what's happening in their bodies and and how it is hurting their body as well as their mind and spirit. So, Uh you know, let's talk about some things that you can do. You know, it isn't just divorce and a lawsuit. I mean, if, if you're going through a difficult time financially or you've lost a loved one and you're grieving let's talk about some really important things that that you can do but you know just like you were saying be go out in nature just get out of the house right and do that the
0: other simple thing that people don't realize is using music very intentionally so music has a vibration and if you think of the music say teenagers watch it's like oh it's like sympathy. but choosing music the tone and the pace of the music that's very relaxing has an incredible physiological effect on our body. It'll help us get into that relaxation mode. But you've got to do it intentionally so that you pick the music ahead of time you practice. So yes. in stressful situations, you can then trigger in. It's like a prescription for stress. You yes. put your headphones on, just listen to that music, and allow your body to calm down. I, I love using music and particularly guided imagery, which is available everywhere there's a particular lady that does a great job at guided imagery for different conditions and listening to someone's voice be able to relax you and take you to that calm place i'm a big believer in guided imagery love
1: it and you can get a lot of this stuff free on the web you know you can listen to reiki music or you know i know even when i'm in the car and it's really bad traffic <clears throat> I have satellites, so I can listen to spa music. <laughs> so I'm in the mm-hmm. middle of terrible traffic yesterday, and I just changed from, you know, country music to spa. and music, immediately... I'm
0: really so oh, that's great. <laughs> and if you can't, you can still drive, because it could get you into that... that... Yeah. It's so relaxed.
1: Well, no, it wasn't that bad. It, it was more <laughs> like just really soft music so that I was soothed and I wasn't getting angry at, like, being stuck in traffic, that kind of a uh-huh. thing. So yeah, um, you
0: did that. You just intentionally used music to shift right. the physiology of your body. Right. Fabulous.
1: And you can and even make your body. own recordings, and you've heard mine, Karen. You know, you, I make recordings... Uh, You know, you can just make a recording even on your smartphone and make a recording, you know, I am soothed, I am serene, and really say some affirmative statements and just do that, you know, in between time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's one thing we do have control of is what we put into our mind, the the thoughts we think. So people don't realize we have way more ability to manage our stress than you think, because stuff's going to happen on the outside, let's face it. That's going to happen. It's our reaction and how we prepare our body to deal with things on the outside. Yes,
1: exactly. Martin Buber says that all conflict comes from within. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, when you look at some people, how... You know, they just let something roll off their back. It just, you know, they just kind of laugh it off that it's not that big of a deal. If somebody cut you off on the freeway, you know, all right, he's he's crazy, you know. And other Uh, people will just like get into road rage, right? Right. Right, so, you know, yes. we can we can manage, and as Karen is saying, you know, we can, our thoughts, we can create those thoughts ourselves, so that's really important. And I, I kind of laugh because, you know, you know on my website I have that conflict is a disease in need of healing, you know, that's why it's called conflicthealing.com, and the name of the show is Prescriptions for Healing Conflict, so, you know, all it's of this.
0: The same language. Yeah, it's the that's same the language. It's the the same language. As you say the word stress, I'm thinking inside the body and at a cellular level, the stress on cells that creates dis-ease in the body. So it's like conflict internally in the body.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, uh, what. what, what, we'll see, we've gotten through four of them. Can we do the other four?
0: Yes. Well, I don't want to miss the one that we don't talk about, which is the gut, digestive health. Yes. you know, I love to talk about the gut. And this, this colon gut that we have holds 70 to 80% of our immune system. So if we're going to protect ourselves from this conflict and stress by boosting our immune system, we've got to take care of our gut. And 80% of serotonin, which is the new feel-good neurotransmitter, is in the gut. So good gut health requires drinking lots of water, yes. being really well hydrated, I'm a big proponent of uh, probiotics, which help put the good bacteria into the gut. I'm a big proponent of recognizing that stress goes straight to the gut mm. and affects gut health. And most prescriptions that are written now by doctors are, have, are related to gut health. And we are just, our gut is just taking all that stress. So good digestive health is so important.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that I find that's so hard to do when you're working, I try and have a glass of water sitting there. But, you know, you get it on the phone or you're meeting with people and it's it's really I find that a challenge for me to drink enough water. But I know that you're absolutely right that it's so important to drink a lot of water. I, I think a lot of people just take, take in soda and coffee. Is that the same thing?
0: Well, no, for every. Coffee dehydrates you, so for every cup of coffee you have, you need two glasses of water to actually replace the dehydration created by coffee. So that doesn't count. This is water is water. You can put a little lime or a little lemon to be able to flavor it if you like, or you can have the sparkling water, but it's water that we need to hydrate ourselves.
1: Yes, yes. So... Let's talk a little bit about just a couple more things about the lifestyle. We, we talked about, I think, five of them, didn't we? You have three more? We have just a couple minutes. Maybe we can just kind of breeze through the other, and then they can get your book, Is Your Lifestyle Killing you? Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the,
0: the one, too, is, a, is there's actually an item called support systems. And what we've been talking about, for some people requires a lot of shift in their lifestyle, and I don't believe we can do it alone. So make sure you have a good support network that will hold you up. I call them balcony friends. Lift you up and look in your life to what I call basement friends that are pulling you down and make a choice. Yes. Healthy relationships will help you with all of these positive lifestyle changes. And it's really hard to do this alone because our society has got us into basically stress habits.
1: So we need a buddy, and you are a wonderful buddy, and we are out of time. So we've been talking with Dr. Karen Wolf. Is Your Lifestyle Killing You is the name of her book, The Eight Simple Steps for Lasting Weight Loss and Optimal Health, and just healing of conflict as well. So thank you so much, Karen. Why don't you just give your website, and it's time to go.
0: Yes, my website is drkarenwolf.org. so dr. K-A-R-E-N-W O L F dot org. You'll get lots of resources there. And it's been a delight, Mari. You really
1: really enjoyed it. You are wonderful. Thank you so much. And we will have you back again. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to K U C I eighty eight point nine FM Irvine and K U C I dot org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at eight thirty for prescriptions for healing Conflict Thank you. It's
0: about try- expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.